Well, I think one of the things that allows us not to trust from the trust that we used to have as children is all of our life experiences. Like we talked about earlier about the human experience, but we don't just have the human experience, then we have the experience of being black or brown. Then we have the experience of being a black or brown woman or a black or brown man, and then a black or brown poor man, rich man. So there are all these layers, all these layers, all these layers that we take on as we grow. And then they're all kind of rules that come with each of these layers. So we stack on the layers, we stack on the masks, we stack on the rules, and then it all comes becomes a part of self-preservation. And it's like, I can't, I can't let you see who I am. I'm just trying to survive. You know, and then we had COVID and then, so everybody is just in survival mode and nobody really trusts each other enough to be vulnerable. And again, I get it. I, I understand because all of us need some self-work. And especially if you encounter someone who feels threatened and they don't feel secure in themselves, they're not always gonna be the most kind, the most resourceful in their feelings. I understand us not being vulnerable with each other because a lot of times we're in a self-preservation mode and we encounter people who, that's their goal. Their goal is to preserve themselves. And that's everybody's goal. At the end of the day, everybody, at the end of the day, we're all human. We all wanna live. We all wanna be loved. Nobody doesn't want that, right? It's just some of us figure out different ways to get those needs met. Some of them are resourceful. Some of them are non-resourceful. Some of them are ways that hurt other people because that's how they learn to get their needs met. And so that's why it's so hard sometimes, or it can be hard navigating relationships and friendships and connections when all of us are, are struggling and working to figure out who am I and, and being confident in who I am as a person because that's, that takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of courage to be in a space and to stay in a space because I don't even, I don't even stay in it where, you're, where you can remember I am whole and complete as I am. And no matter what they say or do to me, it doesn't change the essence of me. It doesn't change who I am. It doesn't change my makeup. It doesn't change me. I'm still Heather. I'm still who God created me to be. I still have my gifts. I still have my purpose. I'm still me. No matter what you do or what you think of me or your opinion of me or your assessment of me, you can have all of those things and none of them change who I am. And it can be hard to stay in that space. You know, you get somebody who maybe you respect or or you love and they say something that hurts you. It's really easy to slide into the human side of, oh, wait a minute, maybe I'm maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm not smart enough. Maybe I'm not pretty enough. Maybe I'm not this enough. Maybe I'm not that enough. It's very easy to do that. And I and and 
hopefully we can start to have more um, compassion for each other to know that your words can hurt people. Even even the most self-actualized people, your words can hurt people. And, no, and nobody's gonna be perfect. But we have to be kinder to each other. Those people who are really just in a constant state of self-defense, they're not gonna consider how their actions affect other people. Hopefully they will open their eyes when someone says, hey, you're hurting me. But a lot of times, those people are not going to surround them, themselves with people who are going to say, hey, you're hurting me. They're going to surround themselves with people who are going to kind of be quiet, kind of be to themselves. Because, uh, you know, even though they're in a victim mentality, everybody still wants a camp. Everybody still wants people who love them and support them. But they're going to choose a certain type of person. You know, and that's why you have abusive relationships. That's why you have unhealthy relationships. And, you know, sometimes people don't change until they have like a, a traumatic life experience. Sometimes it takes something like that. Sometimes it takes going to church one time and hearing a sermon that touches you. Sometimes it takes going to a Tony Robbins event. Sometimes it takes, you know, going to the barber shop and hearing something that you've never heard before. So it is possible for them to get out of it. And a lot of times they're really not gonna stop to acknowledge the impact that they're having on other people. And that's all, and that's all their family can do really is, is pray. That's all you can do is really pray. And you know, until somebody is ready to change, they're not gonna, you can't make somebody change. You can't make somebody wanna have a better life. You can wanna have a better life for them, but you can't want, want for more than they want for it. because. It takes work. It's not something, and I keep on saying, like I, like I keep on saying, I'm not saying it's easy. It takes work to change your life. It takes work. But it's worth it. Like the payoff, the work that it requires pales in comparison to the benefit on the other side of how much happier you are with your life, of how much happier your loved ones are, just your life in general, your your coworkers, you know, your employees, whomever. But it's it's worth the work. But people gotta understand you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink it. And you can't get mad because they don't drink. You've done your part. If God gave you the message to tell somebody, hey, this is the message I have to give you. These are the tools. This is, you know, I want a good life for you. I want happiness for you. So here's some things that you can look at. And that's all you can do. And a lot of times that person who was trying to be helpful can then get resentful. Well, you didn't take my advice. I know what to tell. I know how to do this. I, I know your life. I, I know what's going to make it better. If you really did come from a place of love, then you got to leave it in that space. If You got to leave it in the space of love and move on and just say, you know what? I pray for you. And that's all you can do. Because when they're ready to shift, they'll shift or not. But there's nothing that we can do. That's all we can do is from a loving space, give the support, give the advice, give the suggestions, and tell about your own personal life experience. Like, hey, I've been there. I felt what you felt, and this is what I found. This is how I went through it. These are my experiences. That's all you can do. Because a lot of people aren't in the space. They're not even accountable. They're not accountable to themselves. How are they going to be accountable to you? 
I mean, because that's a that's a much bigger accountability. And I definitely it is a much lighter way of life. But a lot of us are that way, like giving advice and then get mad when people don't take it. People don't have to take your advice. And if you gave it from a place of love, you're okay with that. But if you gave it from a place of um, significance, like, hey, I know, I know the way, I know how you're supposed to do it, then, you know, yeah, you could, you could get mad. And then you have to ask yourself, what is your outcome then really? Is your outcome for them to shift and change or is your outcome to be right? Those are two different outcomes. Yeah, and that's also a very lonely life. If your life is everybody around me is broken, how are you showing up? If you're showing up with the idea, with the mentality, everyone around me, there's something wrong with them. Well, how do those people feel if knowing that you think that there's something wrong with them, you know, and and because that's what happens when you like, oh, I need to help. I need when you when you're focused, I need to help everybody, not just, hey, I'm going to give you my two cents. I'm going to support and I'm going to move on. Blessings. Move on. But if you in it and this is your thing, it's like you're you're really labeling them as broken. And that's not. That's not from a place of love. I don't want anybody to think that they're broken. None of us are broken. We all have areas that we can improve in, that we could get better, that we could get happier, that we could have more joy. But none of us are broken. Because if you're broken, that, mean, that means you, you can't be repaired. And we're not broken. There's just some things that can make us happier. There's just some areas that we could be more resourceful. There's just some levels that we could, different levels that we could go to. Because there's never, there's never an end. There's always another level. Always. Again, that goes back to us doing our own work on ourselves. And like until we are comfortable in our own skin, we're constantly gonna be. Because everything that usually conflicts stem from insecurity. Like when you encounter somebody, you're like, oh, and I, I can't stand how they do so and so and so. It's usually triggering something in yourself that you don't like about yourself. I say 99% of the time, that's the case. But when you learn to accept those things about yourself that might not be perfect, that might be some things you're working on, but you accept like, hey, I know I'm this way. I know I got this. I know I got that, but I'm still worthy of love. I'm still, I'm working on some things and I have so many other things that are great and I accept myself as I am. I'm okay today. I'm good. Then you're more able to accept, you know what? And you're good too. But when you're still hating those things about yourself, you're 100% going to hate them if you see them in somebody else. And that's not fair to them. Cause you, cause you're using, you're picking the thing that you hate about yourself in them. And so now you got an issue with them. Work on yourself, work on yourself. Just accept it. Just accept yourself. Cause guess what? We all have some things, all of us, everybody has some things. Nobody, unless you Jesus and he's gone, he hadn't come back yet. You have some things. 
So everybody has some things. So accept your things and you accept your things. And then I'm going to allow you to just be who you are with your greatness and your imperfections. And I'm going to accept you as you are. And I'm going to accept me as I am with my greatness and my imperfections. And we're just going to be happy. Again, it all goes back to us working on ourselves. And then so as children, we have to have our children. We got to help them really understand themselves and value themselves. I mean, because they're children, it's not going to be perfect. But we have to be intentional about them understanding. Again, you are who you are, no matter what you see, no matter what you hear, no matter what place you're in, no matter who's around you. And that takes a long time. I mean, there are adults who don't understand that. And we have to be a lot more conscious. And I know it's hard. I know it can be hard We to constantly be watching social media and watching what the kids are looking at and, you know, other kids around them talking crazy, freaky talk. And we can't, we can't be everywhere at all times. They got to go to school. They got to go to camp. They got to go wherever they got to go. And they can, they have to be around other kids. So we can't, the only thing that we can do is really, really hone in on our family values and pray. That's it. That's all we can do. Hone in on our family values, but let it be constant. You are beautiful. You are smart. You are worthy. But definitely a reset and and doing what we can to just, again, like I said, we got to just, that's all I could do for my own child and for my family and for myself is keep us grounded in our values. What matters to us? Family, love, respect, honor, honoring our bodies, honoring ourselves, fun, laughter, joy, the Lord. Like those are our values. And like I tell Alexander, I say, you know, we can't judge other people's values. It's okay. They can they can value what they want to value and we can value what we value. And both of those and we can love them and have different values, that's okay. But we don't have to accept their values as our values in order to love or be loved by them. We can maintain our values because if they really love us, they will respect our values because we respect theirs. I'm not asking you to change your values. I'm not asking you to do anything. I'm loving the things about you. I'm loving you know, your purpose. I'm loving your gifts. But I don't have to accept your values in order to accept you as a person. And that's the only thing that we could do because there's so much bombarding us. It's just, it's so much. It's so, like if I spent all my time on that, I can't because it's something that's out of my control. And I would be exhausted and hungry because I wouldn't be able to eat. I wouldn't be able to work. I wouldn't be able to provide for my family. I wouldn't be able to do those things that I need to do. It would just, and I, would, and I probably would be somewhere in a corner in a little ball stressed out like oh my gosh I don't have control over my life or his life that's all I could do is put it in God's hands do my best and let it go and that's all that any of us can do nail in those core values this is what we believe in this is what's important to us this is what our truth is their truth is this is our truth and then just go out into the world and hopefully 
He'll maintain his truth and I'll show up maintaining my truth. That's the goal.